I could have used a little bit of material from the Friday Night Freak Fest. Anyway, you'll hear all about it. This is a shorter episode. I'm sure there will be more episodes to come tonight. In this episode, I do... No, I get talking about um, Department of... uh, Yeah, of uh, Fish. I get talking about Fish in this one. I think this one's good. I get riled up in the beginning about Fish. Oh, yeah. Native species. There's a pop quiz. There is a pop quiz. This is the one with the pop... Hell, yeah. All right, guys, listen up. I'm going to be asking you some questions about Utah and Utah history. And you have to listen for them. It's only going to be the first segment. You're only obligated to listen to the first segment. But if anyone comes whining saying I didn't get 100% because of this reason, that's unacceptable. Listen to the first segment. And then see me after class if there's any problems. I'm going to handle it. See me. The same night. I didn't use any of the material from the Friday Night Freak Fest because that was too long and intricate and the rules got too complicated and it turned into an artesian gaming episode. Like a few. It turned into a few. I was Noah and I turned it into an artesian gaming sweepstakes giveaway episode. But it was the Friday Night Freak Fest. Fright? Was it Friday Night Fright Fest? I'm doing it again. I'm starting to change the... I'm changing the name. I'm changing the rules. Where's my SD DuPont lighter at? Where's it at? Well, here's the thing. It lights every single time. And if you're going to try and tell me... If you bet me, if there was like a pressure room... It was the same like a bank vault. And you said, I'll bet you... We'll cut off your finger if this SD DuPont lighter doesn't light. I would say that's a bet. Yeah, I'll take that bet. Because I know it's going to light. As long as the pressure is good, if there's wind and stuff, I can't say for sure. Because there could be a gust of wind and just, you know, nothing could light. But if it was in a pressurized room, oh yeah, I'd take that bet. See, it just went out when I was talking like that. It just starts to go out whenever I start talking like a pro. No, I keep talking about this 140, 120, 100, like it... Originally started as 120 days later, my position in life. And that was from October. That was from Halloween, pretty much. And I've re- recorded it and recorded it. And now it's 140, yeah, something days, right? 48 days, I don't know. Just since around Halloween. That's still Halloween. I said it naturally. I said Halloween naturally. I didn't say Halloween. I still have the Halloween. I've, I've kind of wondered, I've like, did I just say Halloween? But it's Halloween, and I just said it totally normal Halloween, final answer. You know, lately I've noticed when I'm out here being mindful and someone will be like jogging, we'll both look at each other, like I'm doing something, something, some might say it's healthy, some might say it's unhealthy, and then they're just jogging. We both kind of just look away, we're like, all right. It's kind of like a tie. Cause it's like they, he's like, all right, yeah, that doesn't look too bad there on a Saturday afternoon. What all bling's doing over there in the grass, the grassy knoll over there. And I'm thinking to myself, man, there's nothing. I don't want to jog on a Saturday afternoon. I used to jog on Saturday afternoons, man. Oh, I have the, I have the day off. Let me go for a run. How incredible is that? But I was a lot younger back then, and I, yeah, I had a lot, <laughs> a lot more optimism to offer the world at the time. 
But we thought we'd start one. Okay, well, this is the first episode. We, yeah, we'll go back over things real quick. We'll go back over here. This is a, what, a place that I dubbed the Shire about a year ago. And I cleaned it up. There was a lot of broken glass. This episode might be repetitive. Um, the, but this part of the Shire, though, was a lot of broken glass and a lot of like trash and stuff. So I cleaned a lot of that stuff out. And it turned out pretty good, I think, until my... Well, until some people moved in over the summertime. <laughs> they did. They pitched a tent and were just here for the entire summer. I, I remember it. I, like, I was like, oh, I used to go over there every single day. And no one was there. And now there's people living there. I was like, that's where I was going to go if I needed to live somewhere in an emergency. Like, well, damn, that's a hot piece of real estate. But they kept my... Um, citronella candle over here which is good i got that to ward off the mosquitoes i thought let's get at least a citronella candle out here so i hung that up there um i have seen a crawdad down there kind of a bigger one too there's a fish that used to live in here up until like i don't know where the fish come from i don't know if they come from upstream or downstream but when it rains or when it snows this water here will rise a lot like significantly and so it gives the fish that are hidden in these little crevasses Halloween, hollow Halloween. They're hidden in these crevasses, and they'll just go with the go with the current or die or I don't know what happens. Or they'll go upstream and get more crevasses. I don't know, but it goes up a good like two or three feet. I'm sure in a good storm too, and it just gets muddy and you can't see anything. And then every now and then after that happens, there's like bigger fish in this little spot. And they're all frantic because they didn't know what, like they didn't expect it to be like, just stop. I think they thought they were, had a ride all the way upstream and then the water goes down. Anyway, thanks for, thanks for tuning in this special Bling Biology special. And this special I talk about water rise and flash floods. And, Monsoon waters and freshwater fish in the state of Utah. Bonneville cutthroat, cutthroat trout's the Utah State Fish. If anyone didn't know, Bonneville cutthroat trout. Write it down. There's going to be a quiz later. State bird, Utah State bird. It's not... It, so it was kind of a toss-up between the miracle of the quail or the seagulls. And we went, we went ahead with seagulls. So we've got the California goal. Write this down. California goal is Utah State bird. Got that? Bonneville cutthroat trout state fish. And if you want bonus points, the June sucker is native to Utah Lake, which is the largest lake west of the Mississippi. Write it down. It's the largest landlocked lake west of the freshwater west of the Mississippi. It's a pretty big lake. It's all dirty now because of the uh, industrial area that just dumped whatever into it. But the native species, the so it's a very it's a very shallow lake. Utah Lake is, I think the average depth is somewhere 24, 12 to twenty four feet. I think, I'm not kidding. So along with that shallow shallowness is um, a lot of murky water. And so what ended up happening for decades were the carp got out of hand over in that lake, like out of hand. And what they were doing, they were eating, sifting along the bottom 
making it just destroying the entire ecosystem that existed for thousands of years. And that creates a problem because predators and prey and mercury contamination, the uh, food chain. We can go farther up. Well, that's frustrating because you have like, it's a really pretty spot. I mean, we could take a picture here. You have the Utah Department of, let's just say like wildlife, um, wildlife resources, I think. They'll kind of be back on their heels because they're taking out tons, literally tons of carp from Utah Lake. And they have a program and this and that, which is fine, but it's still not fishable in a, in a lot of ways. And that's because of the Phragmite problem. It's like, God, can Bling ever stop complaining? No, I can't. The Phragmite problem is a invasive species of plant along the shoreline that's spread all throughout now. And, came from a European area. Um, but it's created a dense, just destroyed the entire ecosystem there. <laughs> and it's too bad. And that's your quiz for later. Make sure to Bonneville cutthroat trout, June sucker endangered. I think, I don't know if they're on the critically endangered species list still, the June sucker. But I don't know, I haven't checked for a minute, so. I think what ended up happening with the June sucker was you had like famine, winter coming, and then you had farmers and pioneers thinking like, oh, look at this abundance of fish. And it's really just spawning fish, trying to lay their eggs and fertilize and whatever for the next, genera you know, next generation of fish. Well, that doesn't work if you end up catching all those fish when they're spawning. The next spawn is going to be smaller and the next one's smaller because everyone, ever, at the time, everyone's thinking, look, it's a sign from God. He's feeding us it's the, these delicious fish that we can just take out of the river. I think that's called the mountain chickadee. And some people think when it comes motorcycles man is there anything worse than a loud ass motorcycle on like a Saturday afternoon just someone just revving it up thinking it's it's what everyone wants to hear and no one wants to hear it I would argue it would be a lot cooler to not hear it and just think well that's a really fast quiet bike that bike looks like it should be a lot louder than it is it's probably really fast but instead, it's, oh, that bike is so loud, it's probably really fast. Okay. Okay, you guys. You know, you know what time it is. recognize the language I can't tell I couldn't tell um, 
All right, so we're headed to the park. Wind, we got wind. I'm actually not sure what the first 10 minutes, what the first segment was about, to be honest. Um, I kind of forgot. I know I probably had to deal with like history or time or something. Anyway, the squirrels are out and it's 3 p.m. market time. It's another day. Just trying to survive another day, trying to make it through. No, again, I think I, br I brought this up in a, f in, a, in a couple podcasts previous or a few months ago, but I should have been a professional dancer. Usually I have so much to talk about, like <laughs> when I'm walking out here, I have so much to say usually. And today it's like I got nothing. But maybe that's a good thing. I mean, there's so much that I could say, like, I, I think I just keep thinking back to a year ago for some reason. Because I think that's when things really changed for me, like in, in, in different directions, in different ways. Well, I had a lot of opportunities that got interfered with <laughs> by other people, which is hard to explain and hard to imagine, but it actually did happen. Um, and, and losing those opportunities, that, that was, I wouldn't say it was like the end game, but, or the ending blow, but it was definitely not fun and not, not cool. Okay, we've got a squirrel. Hold on, I've got to get a picture of this. The last recording stopped, didn't it? That squirrel was getting too close for comfort. Um, so there's a squirrel going to be... There's another more cover art, so be happy about that. There might be a little... A weird break in between from when it stopped recording and started... Yeah, whatever. No, I'll sometimes... I'll usually wear these jeans when... when I know I'm going to play dirty. No, I, I wear these jeans sometimes, but I definitely like the other ones. But yeah, that's something, again, that's new style, new style that's changed. Uh, since last time, since just the same old crappy, boring style from the four. No, and that's, that's something I've, I can be proud of, because my new style, if anything, just keeps them talking. It's a distraction, and that's okay with me. All right, we're, we're by the creek again. I did cut my own hair today. Well, I learned how to cut my own hair during the pandemic, except it takes me about a week and a half. And usually I'll botch it towards that like last half of the week. So today I thought it would be like pretty easy. Let's just buzz at the sides and we'll trim it. It never is, man. It never, it's never. It's never just an easy, straightforward process. It's always like just tedious. It oh, it's always tedious, man. So, cutting your own hair during the pandemic, positive, being consistent with it, and not having it be t tedious. Nah. Nah. All right, let's get into this Estee Dupont lighter and these fine hand-rolled cigars, exotic cigars. Excuse me. Well, this weekend particularly, there's nothing that specifically happened during this weekend or anything that's like, I just wanted to make sure that I had enough um, beer to get through the weekend, I guess. There was this chick, she was in a grade above us in junior high. We must have all been eighth graders and she must have been in ninth grade. And I, truth is, I thought she was kind of pretty and she, she wore like skater clothes and she was kind of like skater chick I guess 
Remember, that, was a, that used to be a thing. You used to say, like, she's a skater chick. You didn't have to actually skate. Back then, I probably would have had more to say about that, but... You know, I, I think I use Poser a lot more liberally than some, and some people think say, like, think Poser's probably a dated word, and it probably is, so... But you, you could be a skater chick, anyway. But she used to call my friend Boot Lips. He had really big lips. And he was, he was Caucasian, he was told... He was about as white as you can get. His dad had, like, flew an airplane. His dad flew an airplane, he had a dirt bike. Yeah. And she used to call him Boot Lips. <laughs> and you could tell it always got to him. And she'd say, hey, Boot Lips. Hey, Boot Lips. And I think we all would start just like chiming in laughing because we didn't know what boot lips meant and we could just tell he started to get red because she was pretty. So this pretty girl like harassing this like eighth grade boy. Yeah, you girls think you don't. You know, a lot of people think it's just when it comes to gender and most of it's probably true, I don't know, but when it comes to gender and the roles that they play, whatever, um, I would argue that there are certain times when just... A, a chick that looks good who's in the grade above you man she starts calling your friend boot lips we are all going to laugh at him trust me that chick could say anything she wanted to really she was in ninth grade we were in eighth grade what are we, what are we supposed to do she was like a skater chick in ninth grade she knew all like the well i don't even know like i don't even know she was well connected but man that was an interesting time. Yeah, we'll talk about it. it was, there's time. There's plenty of time. We've got all the freaking day here. So I was like friends with... So I started skating in seventh grade, skateboarding. And I got good pretty quick. But I wanted to make sure that it was not for the wrong reasons. I kept things under wraps as I practiced and I skated. And I wanted to make sure that when I was good enough, or that, that I got good enough to where I was like, I could not really wear the clothes, but if it was like, if anyone wanted to say anything, it was not gonna work, because I was better than them, probably. And that's how, yeah, that's how it worked, man. That's how it went down. I got better, I started making new friends, and I remember going, I, dude, I remember this. Making the conscious decision, and I think I was even booed by the table that I used to eat lunch with. I like, grabbed my things and left their table and walked to the other table. <laughs> and I was booed. I went from like the dumb loner loser kids to the popular table, the popular skater table. And then that's when boot lips and all that came along. But I'm not even kidding, man. It was like an episode out of Full House. I was eating lunch alone on the first day of seventh grade. And in Arizona, that's where I went to school, was you would get the junior high and the elementary school, the cutoff was sixth and seventh grade. So if you were going from sixth and seventh, typically it was to the junior high that you lived next to, lived closest to. Well, bless my mom's heart for, get, for moving us um, during, in between sixth and seventh grade. That was fantastic to just relocate at such an impressionable age. No, I'm not blaming my mom, I'm not blaming my mom. But that's what happened, and I mean, that's when like my entire life trajectory changed from like a nerdy kid, because I was a nerd, and I wasn't like, I was a nerd, man. I really was. 
I saw Jurassic Park a lot in the movie theaters and The Matrix too in the movie theaters a lot when it came out. But at seventh grade, I I had seen Jurassic Park already a few more a number of times, several times. If there was a bipedal Homo sapien of the male species, where would they go to the bathroom again? Uh, if they could urinate upright, if they have the capacity to stand while taking a pee, then you may direct your attention over here. But of course, like the son of the bishop, the SOB, the son of the bishop came over and sat next to me on like my first day eating alone. He's like, hey, I know you. And it's only because I knew his cousin in sixth grade. It's only because I had a crush on his cousin and she had a crush on me in sixth grade. That's it. That's the only reason why she, he started sitting next to me. But it was nice of him and I appreciate it. It was the same kid who uh, got busted in high school for coming to the like the girls' dance recital. Totally just just wrecked, man. He was wrecked. We're by the waterfall over here. I'm actually going to. Where did we need bipedals? Where did they? They were back. That's two nights in a row. Man. Anyway, those are the bling childhood confessions when you when your friend. It's when you go to the fucking cool table and your friend gets called boot lips. That wasn't, it was okay times. I didn't get bullied. I don't think I got bullied really at all. I think I got lucky because I, I probably would have gotten bullied if I didn't, um, if I wasn't good at skating. And that's the truth, man. Like, that's the truth. It didn't matter how dumb or like nerdy I was at heart or what, whatever I said or did or however I looked. It didn't matter because, like, I was just good at skating. So luckily, I didn't have to try very hard to, like, do much. It worked out okay. But after that, after high school, then that's a different story. Yeah, being good at skating out of high school is only so good. I remember this chick at a party. She was like, this is in Camp Verde, too. This is, like, away from home. Um, my first experience of Camp Verde. I must have been 17. And I, I hard flipped... I had done this hard, uh, hard flipped set of like a three set or something. I forget, but I, I had been, I think I inward heel flipped it too. And even if it wasn't like a three set or a smaller set or something, it wasn't a big set of stairs. And I'm pretty sure I did an inward heel flip um, down them and I hard flipped them. And inward heel flips, man, those are probably the coolest looking tricks. Um, they're just not easy and they're, they're just not easy. But they probably look the coolest if you're not doing a grind or anything. If you're kickflip, backside, tail slide is probably the best trick aesthetically in all of skateboarding. But I'd say an inward heel flip at the right, given the right obstacle. Yeah. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that's what had happened in Camp Verde, and I did. I, in my opinion, had done okay skating for the day and like. I don't know, hard flipping things was not really anything anyone was doing. Except for, I think, Chet Thomas. Anyway, so we, we go to this party and it was cool, man. It was cool because, like, this chick was driving us um, in her truck. And it had this, like, it had the sound system. And, man... Talking about Camp Verde and skateboarding. But she took us for this, like trip around the block with his new truck and like the sound system and i didn't know like i was with my friend and like i didn't know this chick and 
I thought like I thought she was with him, but it turns out like she was with her, her his brother or something. I don't, dude, I don't know. And so she's he's like, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't. Yeah, go for it. He's like, no, I can't because she's with my brother. But what do you what do you think? I'm like, God, she's yeah, she's pretty. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on anymore. So we go to this uh, party, and I start. Dude, I, I think I was ashing into the tray that was not ash. And I said, no, I'm supposed to quit today. And they, they said, well, check out where you're ashing, man. I was like, oh, whoops. And then um, my friend's stepsister, son, dude, I don't remember. She's like, do you want to sex on the beach? And I was like, what? And I'm 17, man. I'm like, I'm, there's a helicopter in the background, of course. But when I get to like the good part. You know, I might not finish stories about fishing and that tiger muskie. That's another day. But I'll be damned. I'll finish this story about going to Camp Verde and heart flipping stairs and thinking I'm going to be a professional skateboarder. So I had never heard of sex on the beach. I had been seven, I'm 17 years old and I was such a good boy. And it was, it's an alcoholic drink. For those of you not familiar, uh, sex on the beach is an alcoholic drink. It's kind of sweet, it's a little bit fruity. Um, but if you're 17 years old and you're not used to drinking alcohol Because you don't like the taste of alcohol. You can't really drink alcohol. You don't know if you can hold your liquor Well, I would probably not start with sex on the beach Or uh, Jaeger Meister for that matter. Just throw it out there while, while we're there. Jim Beam. I'd stay away from that uh, I've heard stories of Everclear, but if that's your first time if that yeah, that's on you um, Jim Beam stay away from Jaeger stay away from and sex on the beach definitely stay away from if you're not anything else too like uh, the flavored stuff uh, Boone's Farm and you have to say it like that Boone Boone's Farm anyway I'm looking at my hand at this point in the night and thinking to myself well look at how it's like camouflaged with the blankets in the, in the couch and I'm, I know that I was I was on the couch with somebody at that time and I know I was looking at my cup and the ice and I was looking at the couch and I was looking at my ice, like back at the couch. And then someone grabbed my hand, we went running outside and it was dark, yeah. I, there was a lot of like close talk, a lot of whispering. It's just like, I don't know, like, I, I don't know. I just want my shoes back. Pretty sure she stole my shoes. Those were some good Nikes. They were very white, as someone once told me. But I wasn't going to do anything. And I, I didn't know at the time. Like, I, I was completely... I just remember going out there. And then the next morning, I was like, what the hell? We're back at the house. It was cool, man. And then I think I, I, think I drank all of the Kool-Aid. They had a big pitcher of Kool-Aid in the, in the refrigerator. And I drank the entire thing. I remember just being so thirsty. And I was like, I'm going to have some Kool-Aid. And I think I had... There was like a 44-ounce mug in the, in the cupboard. So I grabbed this mug like from Circle K and I started pouring the, pouring the Kool-Aid in. I just, I'm 17 so I can like gulp things down. I can eat things like incredibly fast, incredibly fast at that age. You can devour something and just eat it and not have any problems at that age. You can eat something allergic to it, not allergic to it. Does it, has it, have you gotten along with it in the past? Has, how's your stomach been before when you ate something like this? That's gone. When you're 17, you can eat anything. You can eat an entire cake 
in a, a couple gallons of milk throughout the day and some bag of chips for, for a dessert for breakfast a dinner it's just what's that youth is wasted on something but before the guy told me i was ashing in the wrong tray before someone grabbed my hand we went scurrying outside before that falcon just flew over our head right now there must have been a peregrine falcon that just came through the trees like that wow and it started flying along the river and then those birds are coming out and they're looking for squirrels big time it was not a hawk i'm pretty sure that was a peregrine falcon not an american kestrel Fun fact, peregrine falcon is the fastest animal on the planet. Yeah, the fastest land animal would be a cheetah, that's for sure. A cheetah's claws do not retract. They are the only feline whose claws do not retract. Peregrine falcons are the fastest animal on the planet in the air. They can go into dives of upwards of 200 miles an hour with, with talons and claws as sharp as hooks, like fishing hooks, when you think of just clean, brand new fishing hooks. That's what these things are, and they're sharp. And if, a, if um, there's a peregrine falcon coming at you at 200 miles an hour, it doesn't matter really what you do. If it's going feet first, you're gonna get impaled. But the good thing is the impact probably will kill you pretty instantly and you'll be fine. But that thing just was cruising on through here. But I'm seeing more birds of prey, it's cool. It's It was amazing to see how it navigated through the branches though, cause it started to go into like the, all the trees and it just was cruising through. Close to the water. But yeah, that thing was, Pretty big. Anyway, all right, back to, all right, all right, enough about the falcon and the land animals and the cheetah pop quiz. You guys did miss out on Friday night freak fest or whatever I called it last night. I'll probably publish it some other time, but, or snippets of it. It was wild. I, no, I won't go into it, I won't go into it. But, uh, so, before someone took my hand and before I was in the wrong thing, asking the wrong tray and stuff, um, I was on the porch having a discussion, a serious heart-to-heart -heart discussion, a one-on-one. -on -one, while I was with my friend and his sister, stepsister. And we're drunk, mind you. We're 17-year-old kids drunk. And she goes, there's no way your friend Bling is gonna be a professional skateboarder. He's just not. And that's what you have to realize. And she's like, the more you believe in this idea that you're gonna be a professional skateboarder, man, it was hard. It was harsh, but I still remember it today because there's like, I'm not, I'm not a professional skateboarder. I'm an adult, I'm a grown ass man who is not a professional skateboarder, who uses SC DuPont, only the finest lighters.